Okay, so I showed that as kind of an unusual way to do church on a Sunday morning, but I felt like it just so adequately described and reminds us of our spiritual roots, of the why, of why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. The people in the Old Testament had a hope of a coming king because they were anticipating the defeat of evil, the defeat of disease, the defeat feet of sickness, of all these things that we struggle with, and the restoration of goodness. That was the hope. And that hope continued on. That hope um, continued all the way through the Old Testament and up to the birth of Jesus. And they had this hope that at some point the current, current age of hardship would end and God would establish a new era. And listen to this. They hoped that God would establish peace. Does that sound familiar? that God would establish justice, yes, and that God would establish righteousness. At the end of the Old Testament in our Bibles, we turn the page and it's the New Testament. But in reality, between that last page of the Old Testament and the first page of the New Testament, there's a 400 to 500 year gap where the Bible is silent. And in that gap, there's no new manna from God. If you know that God in the Old Testament, he provided manna, right? We don't see any of that for four to 500 years. Um, and, and the people, but the, this is the point I want to make with that. The people maintained hope in a savior. Somehow for four to 500 years, they passed on the prophecies, they passed on the hope to the next generation. So when Jesus was born, the shepherds knew. They were expecting the king. They were expecting the Messiah. They were expecting the savior, even though there was that gap. And I just really want you to hold on to that because as I continue to talk this morning, that gap 
where those people held on to that hope is important for us today. I now want to share a little bit of the Christmas story from Luke, the book of Luke in our Bibles in the New Testament with you. And I'm going to, it starts in chapter 1, but I'm going to start in chapter 2, verse 6. And while they were there, Mary and Joseph, the time came for her baby, Mary's baby, to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And I just want you to think about that for a minute. Imagine if we were sitting here, and all of a the sudden, there was this huge, angelic, powerful being in our midst. How would we respond? And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And glory is an old, an old word, and it means the simplest way to explain it is the goodness, God's goodness surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. And I want to pause right here because I want to point out that the first group of people that God chose to reveal the birth of his son to were shepherds. And shepherds were just kind of the hum-ho of people. They were the marginalized. They were the least of these. Um, they, were, they were just shepherds. They weren't powerful. They weren't uh, in leadership positions. They were simply shepherds. And that is who God chose to speak to about the birth of the Messiah. And then the angel goes on to say, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And we know that the people had been waiting and waiting and waiting for things to start to change. And here we see it. Can you imagine if we turned on our news station today, whatever you watch, and you flip it on, and your person that gives you your news says this, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I mean, I was thinking about this. I don't even know how I would respond to that. Like, oh, okay. Did I, something, something's really weird in the world now. But that's what happened. And then it goes on to say, you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. If you've been reading the Christmas stories for years, one of the things that has been pointed out, but it's worth pointing out again, is that Jesus came in an unexpected way. This was not the way the people were thinking in their humanity that he was going to come. They thought he was going to come in power. They thought he was going to come in royalty. They thought he was going to come with prestige. And he came humble to a young teenage girl and a poor guy next to her that was probably like, what is going on? That's how Jesus came. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. If you struggle this Christmas, think about those words. The armies of heaven. That is our reality. Praising God and saying glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. And they hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, 
Catch this, hold on to this. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone. Everyone. They were so excited. The Messiah had come. Things were going to start to change. Things were going to start to get better. The Messiah has come, and they couldn't contain it. They were so hopeful. They were so excited, and they told everyone. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Christ Center, we come on Sundays, and our mission why we gather, why we're here today, is to tell people that hope has been born. Hope has been born. Jesus has been born. And that is our mission, to tell people. And we either believe it or we don't. And I have to reread it and I have to watch cartoons and I have to remind myself and remind myself and remind myself. But when I get down to it, I believe it. I believe it. And if we believe it, we should be like the shepherds. There are spiritual roots. And from the very day that Jesus was born, the shepherds were telling people about hope and about Jesus. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it was just as the angel had told them. And again, I just think I love the shepherds because I feel like I'm a shepherd. Like, you know, I'm just little old me doing life. But after they saw the birth of Jesus, after they told people, they went back to their ho-hum. They went back to their everyday. They went back to just ordinary life. But they did it, something was changed because they knew that hope had been born. If you've ever been to Cashmere Valley Bank here in Cashmere and done the drive-through, and you're sitting there waiting for uh, your transaction, you may have noticed that up against a sign in the front there, there's a, there's a wooden sign and it says, Jesus's death mattered. And you see it every time you're doing a bank exchange. And we were there last week and I had the thought, Jesus' birth matters, and I now know why. In his birth, Jesus bound himself to us. When he was born, he dwelt amongst us. He became a part of us. He began to interact with human beings, and he was a human being, and he came and I think that that is so important. Jesus was all in. I don't know if you've ever been in that space. It's totally not in my notes. But I don't know if you've ever been in that space where you're just really comfortable and life's kind of good. And you're just, you know, it's good. I imagine that's how Jesus was when he was with God in heaven. Like, it was good. And yet he willingly came to not so good to messy, and he came because he said, I want to be with them. I want to be among them. I want to be a part of them. I want to have a relationship with them. 
And so Jesus came, and that's why it matters. The same Holy Spirit that brought life and light out of darkness that we saw in the cartoon in the very beginning of creation, that same Holy Spirit generated life in the womb of Mary and began the process, began the process. It's a process. It's a journey. It's not like this. But he be, or the Holy Spirit began the process of bringing light to our darkness. It's a process. The birth of Jesus began the process of defeating evil and restoring life, restoring beauty, restoring peace to the garden. There's a New Testament term to talk about kind of God's kingdom, and the term is already not yet, which means the building of God's future kingdom has already started, but it is not yet complete. So the birth of Jesus has happened But again, it's this journey. So the whole thing has not been completed yet. And we find ourselves today, 2021, kind of in this space between the birth and between when Jesus returns. We're in this weird uh, place. And it's often here in the already not yet that we get lost. This is where if we're not careful and we have to be on alert, this is where the enemy can, can get in. Because in between the already and not yet, there, there, are, there are moments of light and there are moments of darkness. And it's like this, darkness, light, darkness, light. And sometimes it is tempting to wallow in the darkness. Uh, we just had a situation where I had an event planned Friday night and uh, really went back and forth on whether or not um, whether or not we should do the event. And uh, my friend said, "I just want to cuddle up in my pajamas in a dark room." And I said, "Me too." And I said, "We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it." And here's why: instead, we must remember Jesus. Christmas is an opportunity to partner with Jesus by bonding with humanity, just like He did at His birth. He's now turned that over to us because we're in the, it hasn't fully come to completion yet because we are supposed to be part of bringing the wholeness and the goodness to God's kingdom. And it's supposed to be happening now and we are supposed to be doing it. We are supposed to be bonding and loving each other and birthing hope to those around us. He's... God said, Jesus said, I'm going to trust us. He's going to trust us. In the book of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 18, we read these words of Jesus. These are Jesus' words. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him. The world at large cannot receive Jesus. We are working against darkness. We are working against this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world, and the world is dark. 
And, and it says, Jesus said, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. And how many of us have come upon those moments where people aren't looking for Jesus and they don't recognize Jesus? And then Jesus says, but you do because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. And Jesus was talking to people and he was saying, right now I am with you, but later the Holy Spirit will be in you and Jesus says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus will come to us wherever we're at, whatever situation we're in. The Holy Spirit will minister to us. So here's, here's the thing. When we are struggling in the month of December to celebrate when we're feeling weary, guilty at the thought of celebrating, when there is so much pain and darkness around us and even in our own worlds and our own lives, when we feel like the traditions have lost their significance, when we feel more like the Grinch than the gift giver, it is important to remember that the Holy Spirit will come to us, that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth, and the truth is, Jesus is worth celebrating. That is the truth. On my profile on Instagram years ago, I put these words by Joy Dawson. Standing between the moment and God's movement. We again, I'm going to say it again. I know I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. We are standing between the birth of Jesus and when Jesus comes again. Now, remember that 400 to 500 year gap where the Bible is silent, but we know that the people passed on the hope of Jesus, the hope of a king, the hope of a Messiah, okay? So now it's our turn to do the same thing. It's our turn. Only we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have that. They had the prophecies from the Old Testament, from those prophets, they had those, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit. So now we stand in this gap between the birth of Jesus and the second coming when Jesus comes back. And we have the words of Scripture so we know how it ends. We don't know the specifics. We could get into that. We won't. But we know that Jesus will return. And it is up to us in this in-between time to remember Jesus, that because of his birth, we are not orphans, we are not alone. Listen to this, here's Christmas. We have a savior, a friend, a wonderful counselor who will come to us, continue to lead us as we wait for Jesus to come again, as we wait for full defeat of the evil and full restoration of all that is good. It is happening, it is in process, but the work is not complete because we, and right now I think this, I think that right now some of you are sitting there and you're like, not me, not me. And that's a lie. Every single person in this room, it's you. It's you, it's all of us. Doesn't matter how broken you are, the Holy Spirit will glue you back together. 
the Holy Spirit will move. The Holy Spirit will empower each one of us. It is up to us. The challenge this morning, the, the action step, the thing is to celebrate Jesus this month. And if it feels hard, you ask the Holy Spirit to show you how the Holy Spirit will come, I promise you. It's simple, there's no formula. You get alone somewhere and you just say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God, help me, lead me in truth. Show me the truth of the birth of Jesus. Show me how to authentically celebrate you. Celebrating Jesus isn't the to-do list. It isn't meeting people's expectations. It isn't creating some perfect picture of Christmas. It isn't spending too much money. It isn't even the Christmas card or the Christmas tree. Celebrating Christmas is remembering Jesus with intention, bonding with people, and birthing hope. We are hope birthers. That is our job. That is our mission. That is our calling. That is our purpose. Every single one of us in this room this morning. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, I just trust that this word was from you. Um, I believe that you have spoken it through the songs this morning. I believe you've spoken it through the video this morning. I believe you've spoken it through the words this morning. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would stir us, empower us, embolden us, that the month of December we bring hope to the world through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Amen.